Good evening. <clears throat> My name is Michael Apostoli, and I'm Father Andrew's youngest brother. Um, I want to thank uh, Father John Paul uh, for the opportunity to say a few words about my brother, Father Andrew, and maybe share some uh, memories of what it has been like to have Father Andrew uh, as a brother, uh, as a family member, uh, and as a priest in our family. <clears throat> Everyone here knows my brother as Father Andrew. But there are some of us here, however, and many of them, are, all of them are sitting here, unless there are some other people I haven't seen. Um, uh, we, we also know him as Joe, Uncle Joe, Joey, uh, Cousin Joe, and because of my grandson Owen, Great Uncle Joe. Uh, so uh, we're so proud and happy that uh, Father Andrew was able to baptize Owen um, last year in August of uh, 2016. It was a wonderful day, it was a wonderful ceremony. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's Andrew, uh, Father Andrew, uh, I'm going to go back and forth with this. It's a little bit tough to, for me to keep track because I, I, used, I used all those names pretty much when I called them. Joe, Joey, Father Andrew, Andy. Um, but uh, yeah, Andy was probably my favorite. Uh, but um, yeah, he was baptized Joseph Dominic at St. Michael's Church in Gibstown, New Jersey. And we have my cousin here, Francis Ann from Gibstown. And she uh, uh, told me uh, about uh, the, the event. Uh, the date was in August uh, of 1942. Um, he was, uh, at that time, he was somewhat nomadic life in those early years, going back and forth for, uh, between the Bronx and New Jersey. Um, he always finally re recalled his time growing up in New Jersey with aunts, uncles around, cousins. Uh, <clears throat> our family eventually settled in the Bronx. And it was in the Bronx, I think, that his journey to the priesthood really uh, began, or took off. Uh, Father Andrew's vocation to the priesthood was evident early on in his youth. My mother would always tell me that he was devoted to saying his prayers daily saying, uh, and serving as an altar boy at our parish. Uh, she observed his dedication to saying the rosary. The rosary was uh, part of family prayer in our home. Uh, daily uh, with uh, my mother and father. Um, his vocation was bolstered by the interactions with and the admiration for the Capuchin Friars at Immaculate Conception Church in the Bronx. You know, our parents were very proud of their son Joseph's decision to enter the religious life as a Capuchin, although my mother wondered why he had to go away, so far away, so soon. Um, <clears throat> that's a mom. Um, father Andrew left home as a young boy to begin the road to his priesthood when he entered the Capuchin seminaries and studied upstate Beacon in Geneva, New York. The rules for student home visits were very strict then. Uh, I was a very small child at the time, but I do recall missing my big brother and looking forward to his return home for whatever short period of time it might be. Uh, I have to confess that it was not uh, just because I would get to see my brother again, but it was also knowing that there would be a huge party with all his favorite foods including, uh, including icebox cake, uh, pizza, every kind of cookie you could think of. Um, uh, you know, the, these, these happen to be uh, favorites of my brother Francis and I as well. And um, my mother would get ready for days. It wasn't quite um, the fatted calf. It was more like the loaded lasagna. But, uh, but uh, we, we, uh, 
We prepared, uh, you know, my brother and I, uh, Francis and I served uh, as uh, tasters. We were very happy for that job, and so we look forward to coming home. Um, these parties also included extended families, cousins, aunts, uncles, uh, as well as neighbors and good friends. They were, they were fun, memorable. So I guess you can always say that Father Andrew always enjoyed big gatherings and listening to um, what was being said tonight. I, I, I think that's consistent and that's true. Um, I think we also learned uh, this trait from our parents to, to be hospitable. And he certainly hooked up with the right group of people to, to you know, demonstrate this hospitality because I don't think I've seen hospitality uh, like the Franciscan friars at the Renewal and the sisters that uh, I've met throughout this whole year and, and over the course of his life as a Franciscan friar. Um, a great deal has been written and said about Father Andrew during his struggle and since his passing. Uh, the referencing the, 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 the notations on the websites for EWTN and the other websites, and it, it's just tremendous. Um, as, as a family, we're humbled and grateful for those sentiments, and they help us a great deal. Uh, the overwhelming support and scope of this response stands in stark contrast to a conversation I once had with my mother, um, and we were sitting around talking, and he, she was talking about him, and, and priesthood in general, and saying, you know, why does it, why did it, he have to have such a lonely life? You know, he, she was afraid he was going to be alone. Okay? The, so the other day, I was thinking of this to myself, and, and I want to say, you know, after hearing all this and seeing all these people, I said, Mom, are you watching this? Do you really think he's lonely? Okay? And I told her that she and Dad did a great job and should look forward to reuniting with their son soon. A lot has been written recently regarding my brother, and I'd like to take some time to substantiate these observations, whether they're true false. Um, for example, it's been said that Father Andrew had a good sense of humor, and that, that's true. That's true. He especially loved jokes. I think the first joke I ever heard him say, at, he used to say a lot of jokes before sermons. It's almost like he opened with a joke. Um, but it, what, I think he used it as a way to disarm people. Uh, but this was my favorite joke, and I think it was the first time I ever heard this, so forgive me if you've heard this, and I am going to tell a joke if that's okay. Um, a man walks into confession, tells the priest that he has not been to confession in 10 years. He goes on to say that he's a carpenter and a contractor who steals all the lumber for his jobs. The priest tells him that this is a serious sin, and for his penance, the priest says, I want you to make a novena. So the man pauses and replies, okay, Father. You got the plans, I got the lumber. <laughs> so, uh, that, was the kind of, that was the kind of joke I think my brother really liked. Okay? Uh, you know, it was, um, also, it wasn't uncommon. I've heard this uh, recently, and my, my daughter uh, reminded me of this. My daughter, Mary Grace, reminded me of this. Um, when he would come over, sometimes he'd start to tell a joke, and you'd never get the punchline because he laughed so hard. <laughs> You sit in there and say, okay, so what, what's coming here? You know, uh, you, you know. And um, <clears throat> it's also been said that, my, my fa that Father Andrew, my brother, could easily get excited uh, when watching sports on television. This is definitely true. Alright, um, you can take the boy out of the Bronx, but you can't take the Bronx out of the boy. So in our homes, we would always watch the Yanks, the Giants, or Notre Dame football. Uh, my children, all of them, and my nephews, uh, 
Uh, remember that you can easily recall that when something dramatic would happen in the game, a home run, uh, a nice catch, a touchdown, uh, Andy would just jump right off the couch and go, oh! And then and the, the good thing was when we all did it in unison. So, uh, you know, I, I think perhaps that that is uh, genetic. Um, you know, he would throw his hands up in the air. He was a very enthusiastic person for whatever he did. Uh, loving his family, watching ball games, you know, working with, with people, and, and certainly listening to all that he's done with, with different groups of people and, and religious groups. It sounds like that carried through. So that's true. Um, uh, there was, um, he, he liked to, um, he liked, to liked, he liked sports, and one of my daughters and I were talking, and he also said that, uh, you know, if you could describe Andy's life, that the expression they sometimes use for an athlete um, who competed well, uh, he competed well, uh, tried his best, he left it all on the field. That's when Andy, Andy left everything on the field. He held back nothing. Uh, and I think that was true. Um, throughout his, his life. Uh, I also recently read that Father Andrew had a knack for explaining things, uh, complicated things, simply. Um, I, 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 think, uh, uh, I think I read that this was attributed to you, Father Glenn, in some National Catholic Register article. He had a way of saying things simply, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but that's true again. Uh, I can remember when I was uh, teaching a CCD class, uh, uh, I think it was a confirmation prep kind of thing, um, uh, and we had to teach about the Holy Spirit, and not uncomplicated, I asked them to help me come up with a way that I might explain it to the, to the students. Um, so he, he, he gave me a theology lesson on the phone, um, and then he opened my eyes and mind when he told me to, to try to look at it this way, that the Holy Spirit is like a good coach. The coaches always try to put into their players their desire to win, to do their best and to win. Okay? I took it to mean that the Holy Spirit puts in, his, puts in us the desire to do the will of God to the best of our ability. And there were a number of these moments that helped me in the class, but there were a number of these moments, and, and it was just as if I was listening and, and reminded me of the, the whole story on the road to Emmaus. When Andy sometimes talked, it became real. Uh, uh, in terms of your understanding and your insight. Very, and very simple. Um, <clears throat> one thing I haven't read much about was his love for children. Uh, in, uh, one, one thing that I'd like to emphasize is that we've seen multiple instances of his affection, the playful nature with, with children. My own son, Sean, reminded me of how when he was a small, when he was a small boy, he used to like to play with Andy's cincture. Andy would let him play with the cincture and think it was a fire hose. So he would, like, he would be very comfortable around little kids. Um, and also, if you've ever seen him, and I have multiple pictures of this with all the baptisms he did with our families, um, <clears throat> of how he holds a baby. You know, the baby's not dropping, I have to tell you. But he held it like it would break. You know, he held it so gently, you know. And I have multiple pictures of that. He, he got it right, you know. It took me years to figure that out. Um, <laughs> But uh, the, during the baptisms, he also took the time to explain to the congregations just what, was, what he was doing, why he was doing it, what did it symbolize, what did it represent. And for people who never knew, but probably were at 100 baptisms and just never knew what it was, they would appreciate that. 
Father Andrew's always loved this. Andy, Father Andrew always loved his family, not just his immediate family, but his extended family. The Apostoli and Kamenucci families always recommend, always recognized how beautiful it is to have a priest in the family, and they loved him in return. He was there for many of the significant happy moments in our lives, weddings, baptizing, baptizing our children, celebrating birthdays, and holidays. He was also there for the not-so-happy moments in our lives when death came suddenly and shook our world to its very foundations. <clears throat> I'm thinking of the untimely passing of my beloved brother, Francis Apostoli, and more recently our beloved cousin, Dr. John Salavini, who many of you know. I couldn't understand how he could possibly enter the lives of the suffering family members and still manage to comfort, console, and encourage us to going on without our loved ones. But he did, by his presence, his soft word, and his prayers. It wasn't always these major events when you found him to be a source of strength and wisdom. One of my other daughters, Caitlin, said that, that she recalls getting a phone call from Andy. And how many times have we gotten a phone call when we done, you know, from him just at the right time? Uh, and she recalls what, how tough she was when after uh, my grandson was born, you know, with a new mother and struggling at home, and she was very glad to hear from him. Uh, and it was perfect timing. But who put that timing there? Uh, I, I really believe that he had this sense in that it was God hooking, making the hookup. Um, and he didn't even text. So, <laughs> he didn't text. Okay. Um, he was also very reassuring, but not in a la-di-da kind of way. He never denied pain or stresses that would enter into our daily lives, but always managed to say something or put it in a perspective to, that seemed to lighten the load. Well, Andrew's visits to our home, his physical presence were a gift. It sounds strange to say, but one of my most memorable recollections of his visits is the way he would normally offer a blessing of St. Francis as he was leaving. Just as we got to the door, um, he said, let me give you a blessing. Right? I, that was one of my, that's still one of my favorite things about my brother. Uh, I always thought that while it was a short blessing, it was really loaded with beautiful imagery uh, and brought you peace in the sense that all would be well if we turn to God and we trust God. I loved it especially when he varied at the end of his blessing. He calls upon Mary to wrap us in her mantle. It's a beautiful image to keep us from all harm. And for extra protection, he would bring in additional help. St. Francis, St. Joseph, St. Clair, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, uh, it, it, you know, he would call those the heavy hitters and the big guns. I would say, I'd say, I'd say Andy, you really brought a lot of people in this time. He goes, yeah, it's the big guns, the heavy hitters. So, um, even in his blessings, he wasn't taking any shortcuts. He wasn't leaving anything to doubt. Um, he wasn't leaving our salvation and our well-being to chance. I believe these blessings truly reflected the depth of his love and concern for his family and for all. They also reflect the simple, not simplistic type of faith. Uh, I, I, I can say so many things. I, I, you know, I had this written and, and prepared, and... I've heard and talked to so many people that came by today. It was like that, that, that thing when they said, I knew who I was when I woke up this morning, but it must have changed several times since then. It's like I knew what I wanted to say, but I could have changed this. But you all know 
Um, and I, I hope that I've been a little bit uh, successful in describing a great brother, a great uncle, a great great uncle, a great cousin and friend. And I just want to close with a prayer that uh, I think kind of uh, uh, reflects uh, what we talk about sometimes when we talk about Father Andrew. Uh, it was written by Henry Cardinal Newman. It's a reflection, um, especially uh, reminds me of my brother's life and, and even his most recent days in his own pain and suffering. Uh, you, you, you may have seen it. It's called The Mission of My Life. And God has created me to do some, him some definite service. He has committed some work to me, which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. He has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place, while not intending it if I, but, if I do but keep his commandments. Therefore I will trust him, whatever I am, I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirits sink, hide my future from me, but still, he knows what he is about. Again, thank you all for your prayers, your well wishes for Father Andrew and our family, and have a blessed and holy Christmas season.